Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Hello, Central Texas. Hello, Aaron Sexton. As we get ready to uh, have a big afternoon, lots going on, gorgeous weather about, and uh, hope everybody's out. Maybe maybe you're going to leave early today. Go enjoy some of it. Aaron likely, let's see, it's a Wednesday night. I don't believe there'll be any games. Aaron has to uh, produce tonight. So Aaron may go for one of those uh, seven or eight-mile walks. <laughs> Who knows where he'll end up. A little worried about that dog of yours. I don't uh, don't really feel like that dog needs to be going on those incredibly long walks. But uh, it's going to be a beautiful evening, and uh, we appreciate you being with us today. And we've got a full lineup for you. In fact, uh, we've got Eric Nadell will be on with us, the voice of the Texas Rangers. And uh, Eric's going to join us coming up and... We'll talk about the Rangers. Ew, rough start. They're off today. Thank goodness. Tomorrow they get a four-game set. They're, well, they start a, they start a series with the uh, Angels. Uh, and, uh, boy, Otani, the whole gang, they're about to arrive. And it's not going to get any easier. He had two games against the Rockies. Needed to get that thing done. And even the one thing that's kind of been there for you in terms of the bats, the big bats, were not there yesterday. In fact, the Rangers lose 4-1. That was Martin Perez's first start. And Aaron, I believe I saw he went about four innings. I mean, you're not you, – there are too many of these games so far where they're getting six or seven deep into their into their pitching. Now, they've got, you know, ten guys in the bullpen, so they, they have the arms out there, or they, te- they took ten into the season, but – you just can't make a habit of that. You need to, you need your starters to get out there, hang in there, eat some innings, and it's not really happening so far. And you also combine with Simeon's slow start, two hits and 24 at-bats. Plate appearances? Or, yeah, at-bats. He's got 24 at-bats, I believe. He's got two hits, one RBI. All right. That's a guy who had 45 home runs last year, most ever for a second baseman. Let's get him going. And... Um, it's uh, it's just Seager almost hit one out yesterday, and that thing, uh, he was kind of robbed. He wasn't kind of. He was robbed right there at the wall, and the guy goes up, makes a beautiful play on the ball, and, uh, and brings it in. That would have been a three-run homer. But the hitting isn't quite where it needs to be, and the big boppers, when you spend half a billion dollars, you kind of want them to come in here bopping around. And hitting the ball out of the yard. And it's just not quite happening yet. So, uh, some, and, and of course, the other day, the controversial play, which we hadn't talked about much, was the uh, opening day. The, the game ended on a weird call. It was a review. Uh, and the uh, ball was, uh, it was, they were already down 6-4 in the extra innings. And so, of course, it was in the 10th. And they really needed some things to go their way. They had a runner on first, and 
player hits into a um, what looked like it might be a double play, but the guy going into second uh, might have been Garver. Was that Garver or Miller? I think it was Garver going into second, and he did what you've seen players do forever. He went in to break up the double play, but nothing aggressive or 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 you know wasn't trying to injure anybody. He was doing what we're you know we've taught players for generations. And on replay, and of course the throw was wild to first, and so they were going to have a runner, and that that one went got by the first baseman. So they were going to have a runner on with another player coming to the plate, and they go to New York, and they announce that game's over, runner interference. Now, Aaron, you were probably, if I know you, kind of monitoring that. I I think we were on the air. That game was actually on our Fox affiliate. Most of those games, especially the night games, are right here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, have you had a chance to go back and look at that play that ended the game the other day? Have you seen it? Yeah, and I would say this if it was a call that went the other way, it was a terrible call. It really was. He. If you're going to call that out, you're going to call just about everybody sliding into second that makes any attempt to break up a double play and out. It was a bad call. I don't, I don't know what they thought they saw, but it was terrible. Oh, man, I'm with you. I mean, if something looks like to your eye that seemingly has been a good baseball play for about 100 years, 120 years, let's call it, um, and then suddenly it's the game over. They're going to rule that thing. Now, Aaron, what do you think of the? Uh, what do you think of now? They go to New York, and, and let the you know let the and whatever you go to replay. That's fine if they've got better angles or something. And I I've never understood the like in the NFL when they're looking at it like a tiny little camera on the field trying to. I mean, they got the replay booth. They got the people in New York. They got all kinds of people in place. But what do you think? Aaron, about the new, the new uh, twist that the umpire announces the calls on replay to the entire ballpark. They have the umpire <laughs> mic'd up. <laughs> We've done a little bit of this in the NBA, mm-hmm. kind of started during the pandemic, and the, you know, you kind of get to hear, okay, that's a that's a flagrant two, and I don't know, it, I don't mind that. It's kind of fun, but but it's really weird. To see the umpires now have a mic that goes out to the entire ballpark, does that uh, strike you as a little odd, Aaron? It's taken some getting used to, <laughs> but I, I like it. I, I, I do like it, but it, it is weird seeing it and hearing it, but it's one of those things that I think I'll get used to pretty quick. All right, I like that. Now, again, we have bank shots coming up. Our bank executives, I think only one of our bank executives is available for today's bank shots. And uh, that is uh, Brian Fonville. I don't know why he shoved uh, Joe Nesbitt to the side, but we'll uh, we'll certainly find out. They'll be calling us here in a minute or two. And we'll hear from our uh, banking executives and also the presenting sponsors of the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, that is Central National Bank. The other day, Aaron, I was reading about, you know, one of our great sponsors, our partners, and I was talking, and, and he was getting on to me a little bit. I misspoke on the website, ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Because I always say UBO because it just sounds, it really flows. But anyway, ubeo.com. 
And that is one of the tremendous partners that we have, Sean Hunt and his crew. Okay, the bankers. The bankers are now uh, in queue, and they're ready. Oh, I can hear him. I can hear him uh, kind of preparing <laughs> his heart and his mind for this. It is Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President of Central National Bank, the CEO over there of uh, Central National Bank, not joining us today. Brian, have you just decided you kind of wanted – you wanted me to yourself. You didn't want to want to share the mic. Is that really what this is about? Well, um, there's probably a little bit of that, Matt. But uh, also, I do know Joe was in the. You know, Joe gets the CEO office now, and uh, he was in the process, I think, of getting some things set up over there at, uh, at the Bosky uh, Banking Center. So, I'm kind of bummed to, uh, to 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 miss him today. But we'll be yeah, all right. Joe. Joe's out there doing what he can, and uh, the man now has to, more than ever, he's got to go around all the different banks and and uh, make sure he's kind of looking in on everybody, and uh, we appreciate that about Joe. Joe, if you're out there listening, he probably, his ears are burning. If we're talking about Joe, he's going to be listening. Now, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on. We've got some uh, news. Let's start with sports, though. Uh, I, I guess you got to see the other day, um, in fact, because you put the graphic together, Randy Smith, Scotty Scheffler's swing uh, coach and instructor, is um, how how cool is that? I mean, and I know you're not a huge golf watcher, but you like to kind of keep up with the Masters and the Green Jacket and all of that. And this kid, you're from the Dallas Fort Worth area. This young man was from Highland Park. Um, we and we had the uh, swing instructor on the other day. I, I I think I love it because this is not generally one of the swing instructors to the stars this is a guy who has spent his entire career at royal oaks country club in dallas working with youth and a lot of them he's just trying to help in high school golf much like the people at ridgewood or or cotton uh you know it, it cottonwood are doing it's uh they're just trying to help the youth bear ridge perhaps as well and and he's not even thinking about oh my guy's going to win a major and the kid that he started helping at seven years old, at age 25, goes out and wins the green jacket. Um, Brian, uh, that's uh, it's, it was that's pretty cool. To, to, I know you got to hear a little bit of Randy Smith and what he had to say the other day. Uh, now, Joe's kind of your resident golfer out there. Does, <laughs> does, does Joe show up in, Joe Nesbitt, in like Masters Green or like a green jacket? He strikes me as someone who might have a green jacket. You know, Joe doesn't, but you, you saying that reminds me, you know, I was in the, the Golden Wave marching band when I was at Baylor, and the directors of that band will wear a green jacket, uh, which, you know, it's not something most people own. And one of the best heckles that one of the d- directors ever got was at a UT away football game, and it was somebody in the crowd ribbing him about whether or not he'd won the Masters or not. <laughs> You you Probably think he was one a, of the few heckles that you can repeat on uh, on the air too. <laughs> so you win the Masters, golly! I could all if I thought hard enough, I could almost remember who that band director would be. It sounded like the last name was like Heathcock or Heathwaite or what it was the uh, what was the long time Baylor ba- what was your band director's name? Uh, it the, Barry Kraus who's now uh, up yeah. at Belmont University. But I think you're Mike Heathcock, is that the name yeah, you're that's, for? That's something, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. I feel like he had something to do with a Golden Wave band back in the day. 
Yeah, and I think Dick Floyd is the other one who was the longtime uh, Baylor band director. Yeah, yeah. That's, we might use this for schmaltzes, some Baylor band director trivia this week for our uh, our free sandwiches. <laughs> um, now, uh, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President for uh, – uh, for Central National Bank, Brian, there's some weird stuff going on uh, local banking. I mean, I'm I'm hearing a story of a uh, local bank in the uh, um, in in Waco about someone, a woman who was scammed out of twenty five thousand dollars. That's twenty five thousand large. I don't know if you want me to. It's it's like a national bank, so I don't know if we need to mention the bank, but uh, I understand, uh, Brian. One of the things you guys are doing, and y'all have some really cool uh, seminars that go with this, are helping your customers kind of learn how not to be fraud victims. Because the truth is, even when you do everything you can, you're still sometimes going to have to get a new credit card or a new bank. You know, I've I've had it happen several times, and and you get the call, hey, did you make a charge at so-and-so place and I'm like no and you call your wife and she's like no I've never heard of that place and you realize somebody has your information now Brian have you uh have you guys uh, at Central National Bank what are y'all doing to help people avoid fraud because I feel like uh Aaron Sexton and I need some help in this regard we are <laughs> way too trusting well, Matt, I'm glad you bring that up. Yeah, we're we uh, even kind of before that story about the twenty five thousand dollars and that woman. She, I'll, I'll mention, she banked at Wells Fargo. Um, but before that story came out, we were already working on kind of putting together this seminar that we could host for some of our customers just to educate on the latest things that we see. And kind of as you were saying, Matt, you know, we all, I, at least, you know, a lot of the people that we talk to who come across these things, you know. They're smart people. We're all smart people. But uh, if we're not kind of constantly keeping our guard up and looking at and knowing what to look for, um, it, it really doesn't discriminate in terms of the, the kind of person that can fall for something like this. And, you know, really, the, the best tips that I could give, are, one, if you're not expecting a call from your bank or some other company and they start asking you for information or to do something, it never hurts to hang up the phone look up that company's number, and then call them back on their main line. Any respectable bank employee is going to understand that. In fact, I would I would actually be really proud of the customer if they hung up on me and uh, called back through the main line to make sure that I was legit. And then the other thing, too, Matt, that we see all too often is, you know, no reputable company is going to conduct business by having you purchase gift cards or use some of these services like Venmo or Cash App or some of the other payment platforms so if somebody is telling you that you need to go and buy gift cards, that is a giant red flag. Um, and, of course, there are plenty of other things. There's resources online. The Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, has some great resources if you want to go out there and educate yourself on on the latest uh, scams that are going on. But, yeah, it's it's unfortunately something that we see all too common. And, uh, yeah, we just need to make sure that, that people are educated, they know what to look for, and, yeah. All right, Brian, I'm going to give you, uh, you may have it, I'm going to give you Tom Barfield, our program director's number, and we're going to try him tonight. Just test him out to see <laughs> if he's got his guard up, okay? And I, I want to try that about 10.30 or 11 this evening, and we'll just do a check. Just make sure Barfield is is uh, minding his business and his understanding of the whole fraud uh, alert. Hey, Brian, always fun. Love doing bank shots. You won't believe who's next. 
It is the great Eric Nadell, the voice of the Texas Rangers. Brian, have a great rest of the week and cannot wait to see you in Central National Bank at the Baylor Spring Game. Bears have a great chance of winning that one, and so uh, looking forward to seeing you out there. Thanks, Matt. Sick him. There he goes. Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President, Central National Bank. Eric Nadell, the voice, the legendary voice of the Texas Rangers, joins us next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and cool conditions. Low temperatures will fall to 45 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. Should be a beautiful day, not too windy. A high of 81 and partly cloudy on Friday. It's going to be more humid and a little bit warmer with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bears softball on 101.3 FM. The Bears home for a pair of games this weekend at Getterman Stadium against Sam Houston State. Games Friday at 6.30 and Saturday at 2 for the Bears and the Bearcats from Getterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. John Morris here, telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Johnny Steaks and Barbecue in Salado proudly continues their Lone Star Music Series with the Oak Ridge Boys, April 23rd. My baby is American Gates 
open at 6 on April 23rd for the Oak Ridge Boys. Get your tickets for the Oak Ridge Boys online at johnnysteaksandbbq.com. $30 in advance general admission and $35 the day of the show. And $50 lawn chair seating is available. Reserve tables are also available. Oak Ridge Boys at Johnny's Steaks and Barbecue in Salado, Saturday, April 23rd. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback, and by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on drive-wise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. NBA play-in games last night saw Brooklyn beat Cleveland 115-108 and Minnesota beat the LA Clippers 109-104. Tonight, it's Charlotte at Atlanta tip at 6 o'clock and San Antonio at New Orleans tip at 8.30. Rangers lost again to the Rockies 4-1. Rangers have the day off as the Angels come to town tomorrow night. Raider baseball lost five in a row, getting beat by number 19 Texas State 11-4 last night have a series starting with Kansas on Thursday at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball canceled last night's game due to weather. They have Sam Houston coming to town Friday and Saturday. Dallas Stars beat the Lightning 1-0 last night. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Morris starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now joined by Eric Nadell. He's safely back from Toronto. Phone working, great, in great cell coverage. Good to have you back in the Metroplex. Eric, not exactly the way the Rangers have wanted to uh, open the season. It was a, a fun opening day uh, in a lot of ways. And, boy, that uh, that call the other day, getting to see, uh, you know, the – the home run there to tie it up late, um, the, Eric. That's a uh, that's that's an incredibly uh, with with Calhoun doing that in a pinch hit situation. What an incredibly exciting moment that was early in the season. Yeah, it was outrageous. I don't know that anybody was expecting it, and it was just a reminder of you know how much power the Rangers have in this lineup. You know, Calhoun's a guy who's been batting ninth. He wasn't even playing that day. And he comes off the bench and hits the home run to tie the game. You know, unfortunately, it didn't lead to a win, but it was still a spectacular moment. And I'm sure everybody who was there is not going to forget that for a really long time. Is it still completely weird to you, or are you just used to it now? When they send the the, the runner out to second base, you get an extra innings. I I think some of us thought that would uh, go away. It it's uh, do, do you do you have you just seen it so much that? Uh, that you're you're somewhat comfortable with it now, or does it ever like, it, especially at the beginning of a season, uh, almost catch you off guard a little bit? I'm used to it, and I really like it. I was very disappointed when I first heard that they weren't going to continue it, 
And then, as it turned out, once they checked with the players, they found out the players have overwhelming support for putting the runner on second base. They don't want to play 18-inning games either. It, <laughs> it creates immediate drama. You're not just sitting around waiting for a home run and extra innings, which, given the way the game is played now, is what would happen. Um, now there's strategy. There's a guy on base. Immediately there's a scoring chance. I think it's phenomenally exciting. and Most of the games end in the 10th inning now. Yeah, it sure seems like that. And then sometimes they'll get tied up even when they're down, you know, down two runs. Rangers had that weird ending the other day, opening day. The slide rule comes into effect. Uh, interesting wording on, well, it wasn't a, quote, bona fide slide. Now, I, I know you looked at that thing a million times. I've seen it a bunch. Um, it, it looks like a lot of the slides I've seen for many, many years. I guess if you go letter of the law, um, in the moment, Eric, was there anything in that play that you kind of made a mental note, like mm, they're going to they're going to challenge this? What was your sort of immediate takeaway from from calling and, and watching that play? Well, you know, you're watching the play and the throw to first got away, so you know you're following the base runner and the ball, and you're not thinking about second because it obviously wasn't anything flagrant where the the runner went in and you know flipped the guy and then went flying past the base. You know, it was all borderline stuff, but, you know, bona fide slide is now defined. You know, that's not just, you know, some vague concept. It's defined in the rule book now, and a bona fide slide requires you to stay on the base. And he did not stay on the base. So if that's the way you're going to make the calls based on literally the letter of the law, then it was not a bona fide slide. It was an illegal slide. You know, he also made contact with the fielder. Um, and not down on the ground, which also constitutes a not bona fide slide. Both of the violations were tiny, but both were violations. And if you know if that's the way they're going to call them, just the way they're calling guys out now, if they come off a base, you know, for one millisecond in the course of a slide, and the infielder keeps the glove on them, then you're out. That's the way they're going to call it now. Then then they should do it all the time. You know, as long as they're consistent. And we'll wait and see, you know, the, the point that was raised that I thought was a good one is, you know, if it's the seventh game of the world series and it's the 10th inning, are they going to call that? I don't know, but if they're saying this is the rule and we're going to call it that way, then I guess they should, or else rewrite the rule. Yeah, they could be like the NFL and just constantly rewrite rules every offseason. And uh, I know they do uh, tinker with things as well. I guess as a manager and Woodward spoke to this, you now have to go back early in a season and probably reemphasize with your players, here is the rule, and this is exactly what you have to be. And I, I just think it's tough, Eric, to, uh, to undo um, years and years of what these players have been, cha- you know, uh, been asked to do and coached to do to sort of – and, again, we've seen it in other sports as well. You've got you to you do it. You've got to adjust to it. But it, it has to be tough for the players, especially in such a bang-bang type fashion, to be thinking, well, I can't, you know, I can't leave the base or I can't leave this path. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really hard thing, I would think, to, uh, to process for them. Yeah, you're right, Mo. It, you know, it's also really tough on the umpires. You know, mm-hmm. They're not used to calling that as an illegal slide. And the guys on the field actually didn't. You know, it was the guys in New York who, after watching a billion replays, you decided that, yeah, he came off the bench by how many inches or whatever it was. Um, it's hard on them, too. Uh, 
talking to some, you know, former middle infielders in the last couple of days, you know, they seem to have the feeling that this is an area where they should leave it in the hands of the umpires on the field to use their judgment over whether a violation is flagrant. And yes, it, it creates, it creates a judgment call. Uh, but it also makes more sense than calling a double play on that play the other day. Uh, they would have to change the rule and they would have to give the umpires, you know, the authority to decide whether or not it's a flagrant violation. And that's the way it used to be, but they never seemed to call it. And now, you know, there probably would be a way of the league emphasizing to the umpires, you know, what to call and what not to call without getting into these minuscule little nitpicking things. Yeah, it is. Uh, I talked to Eric Nadell, voice of the Rangers on ESPN Central Texas, the Matt Mosley show. Uh, what do you think, Eric, of these uh, umpires being mic'd up? The entire ballpark can now hear them. Do you think uh, you've known a lot of these umpires over the years? Who will be the uh, who 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 will enjoy being mic'd up the most of uh, of the uh, who are a couple of guys that come to mind? I don't know. There's not that many now. There's, you know, there there really aren't any flamboyant umpires anymore. Derwood Merrill's gone, and Ron Luciano and uh, Emmett Ashford, guys who who really clearly were having fun out there. Um, I think the umpires over the years have been encouraged to stifle their personalities, and they're probably not real happy about you know having to make these announcements. But I'm glad they're doing it. You know, I wish there were a little more detail. You know, I wish the umpire the other day had said it was not a bona fide slide because and gone on to say he came off the base. You know, that would have been even more helpful. But at least we know what's being appealed, and we know what the decision is, whether the call has been confirmed, overturned, or stands, which means that, you know, they're not really sure, so they're going to let the call on the field stand. Yeah, I wish they would let them talk to you during it. You know, like kind of have a have a back and forth, and we could all like you can. <laughs> That's right. Just a little sidebar all of a sudden, and you get to ask a couple of follow ups. I would like that. You know, they have the pool reporter. Uh, uh, but I, you know, I'm curious, um, uh, Eric, the uh, Hearn's performance the other day. A, a lot of people that was a, kind of exciting to get to see the hometown guy go out there. Uh, lots of family there. I, I saw his sister was down on the field before the game. I would think there's a, you know, quite a bit of pressure to that boy worked in and out of trouble. Certainly we'd like to see him be able to go further in for in, into the game or farther. Um, but, but I think you have to be impressed how he jumped around all that traffic and, and, uh, and then with the strikeouts, what was your sort of overall takeaway from, from that first start? Yeah, I agree. You know, he, you don't want him to allow that many base runners all the time, but the fact that he was able to stay calm and make good pitches with people on base, you know, that was very, very encouraging. You know, the fact he only went four innings, well, that's what most pitchers are doing right now because they're not stretched out. Um, eventually he'll get to throwing five and six and hopefully seven innings. But for a first outing, you know, with all of the the opening day jitters at home, uh, all the extra adrenaline, uh, I think he did an amazing job. And as for his sister, she's awesome. You know, she's the sports director at the CBS affiliate in Wichita Falls. Uh, She asked a great question in the media session. And, uh, I think uh, I think she's probably on a rocket to start him too. These these are very intelligent 
um, young people. They're they're fabulous. You know, I had a chance to meet Robin uh, before she even went down to the field, and I couldn't believe how calm she was. Honestly, she was excited, had a huge smile on her face, but she was pretty uh, pretty calm too, which to me was just completely unreal. Yeah, that is so interesting, and uh, now I'm going to have to kind of watch for her and, and see how she does, uh, but that's uh, that was fun to see her down there. What a thrill that had to be uh, for two talented young people, the same family. Uh, Eric, for people that are wondering, okay, they paid a half a billion dollars for these guys. Um, I, anything, Simeon off to a slow start. I think it's two hits, maybe 24 at-bats. Um, any any concern from you there, or does he look to you like, I mean, obviously, when you're paid that much and when you're a leader, you desperately want to perform. It, it, uh, we're extremely early, though. Where where are you, and what are you seeing from, from, uh, from Simeon so far? Yeah, it's five games. Honestly, I can't tell. You know, you pull any five-game stretch out of the middle of a 162 mm-hmm. season, and there are going to be times that a really good hitter goes two for 24. You know, the fact that it happened at the start of the uh, start of the season, you know, there's so much more focus on it. And, you know, that happens all the time. You know, you look at the guys who are off to the fast five game starts, you know, they're not necessarily going to keep it up. It's just it's just a five game chunk. And it's Mm -hmm. probably less indicative than any other five game chunk because the guys still don't have their timing. They had a shortened spring training. You know, they're not where they normally would be in terms of how they're seeing the ball you know, at any, you know, normal stretch of the season. All right. And and then what is the, in your mind, even though it was one in four start, what's the most um, positive development you've seen so far? If, if, if fans are kind of looking for that silver lining, looking for a reason to think they'll, they'll get this thing going, what, uh, what stands out to you the most? Well, Dane Dunning pitched really well. And so did Taylor Hearn. You know, these are the two young guys who really have to come through if the Rangers are going to have a chance to contend. You know, they have the two veteran starters in Martin Perez and John Gray. But if this team is going to go anywhere, you know, Dunning and Hearn have to take the next step forward. You know, they both had decent first full seasons in the big leagues last year, uh, and they've got to get better. And all signs at this point are that they're going to get better. The other thing is, is the approach that Mitch Garver is showing at the plate. You know, he's averaging close to six pitches per plate appearance, and it sets a great example, you know, for everybody else in the lineup. You know, to see him doing that and also having a lot of success. That combined with Adolis Garcia no longer swinging at everything, you know, those two things are the things that make me most encouraged about the Ranger offense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they kind of settle into a lineup here because you've had different leadoff hitters and, and uh, all of that is interesting. And uh, now I, I was curious, we got cut off last time. I was asking you about Martin Perez and we were talking about like how it was when he was kind of the young phenom and he got his extension and all of that. And I think it was extremely important to him because of what was going on in his home country at the time. Um, what, what is he like now? You're, you've been around him since he's been back. Does he seem like a, a way? I mean, he was kind of a, a fun, uh, pretty mature young guy, uh, especially with, you know, what he was trying to convey. I just thought he was a great guy to talk to, even as a youngster. What, what, uh, how does he strike you? And, and what, what seems the, uh, to have changed the most about him, you know, as he's had several year, more years under his belt? No, he really is. He really has matured. Um, it, it's like talking to a different guy. You know, he's, he's calm, he's thoughtful. 
um, I think he'll be a, a real positive influence on the pitching staff. You know, he now that he's been for two other teams, you know, he's had input from a variety of pitching coaches, a variety of veteran pitchers. And I think he's going to be a stabilizing influence. He actually seems to me to be a lot older than just 31. You know, it was, it seemed real surprising the other day when it was his birthday and we realized he's only 31, you know, he's been in the big league <laughs> for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, uh, it's amazing to think back and uh, yeah, only 31, which it, with pitchers, you never know. He could have six or seven years left. Uh, but, uh, but this is going to be, uh, this is going to be fun. And uh, how's the, uh, by the way, the, the, the ballpark, the opening day and everything, just the, uh, the atmosphere out there. I know they wanted maybe a little bit uh, uh, bigger crowd. Uh, I think that was listed at about, oh, right around 36. But uh, pretty uh, atmosphere-wise, was it um, other than them losing? Obviously, how was it? It was it was pretty normal for an opening day. You know, it, people, yeah. people were really into it. You know, you wondered with the lockout, you know, whether things would feel different, whether fans would be down or you know not really interested. But I haven't really seen any signs of that as yet. All right. Um, well, Eric, always. Uh, Always fun to uh, catch up with you. Good to have you back in the States. And uh, look forward to uh, hearing you as the Rangers try to kind of dig themselves out of a little early hole. And, by the way, the Angels aren't the easiest uh, team to, to do that against. But uh, uh, that's, a, uh, that's a fun lineup. And Shohei, I mean, uh, shows up. Do you, do you kind of get stoked? You've seen this guy now quite a bit. But do you still get into, uh, get into watch him in person? Does that still get, kind of get you fired up? It does. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. You know, he's, he pitched four times against the Rangers last year, and it, every time he pitches, it's something special. You know, you hope your guys are up to the challenge. You wonder which guys will be. You want to see what Otani does as a hitter on the days that he's pitching. Um, and it's something to look forward to. It really is like a special event. So, you know, I encourage people to come out tomorrow. You don't know how many times he'll actually pitch here. Um this year but uh the maximum would be three and at least we're getting the first one yeah it'll be it'll be a lot of fun eric i appreciate it we'll talk to you soon thanks mo nice talking to you yeah great talking to you there he goes eric nadell the uh, hall of famer and uh the uh, longtime rangers the voice of the rangers you can hear him uh on our affiliate of course uh, espn central texas and does such a such a wonderful job and kind of is the voice of calm in uh, when when the Rangers get off to a rough start like this? I think uh, I think that's healthy, Aaron. To um, you know, after five games, to not oh man, Simeon's two for twenty four, and this guy's that, and this guy's. Um, I think it's good to hear that. I just think when you already have a team that you don't think is going to challenge for first in the division, you want them the, the only time where you feel like you can kind of stay connected with the division is early in a season. Okay, we've seen it even in the past couple of years. I can't remember the strike shortened year, but uh, we've, we've seen them kind of hang around a little bit. What you don't want is two, three weeks into this thing to be so far disconnected, five or six games out, and uh, and that's not good for the fans. That's not good for anybody. You need to keep. You need to stay connected. Now, Aaron, the other thing I will say is, uh, uh, if if the Rangers do fall out of favor early in the season, you know where I'm going to go. I'm going to drive right out to Frisco, Texas, and watch that Jack Leiter pitch because that seems kind of fun. 
Jack Leiter, the uh, the uh, first-round pick for the Rangers. I think he was number two overall pick. But uh, early returns are really good. So, uh, anyway, we'll stay on top of all of that as we continue to monitor the Rangers. Next, though, we have something called Campus Confidential. What does Aaron Sexton have in store for us? Find out next. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris. Join us tonight at 6 p.m. and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. That's tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's in Waco and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Jeep Celebration is going on now at Allen Samuels. Come see the newest Grand Cherokee, the new 2022 available in a two-row or a family favorite, the three-row Model L. Jeep re-engineered for the future. The Grand Cherokee is ready for the next great adventure. Are you? Find legendary power and confidence, along with head-turning style, is what Grand Cherokee is. First responders get a $500 discount. Shop AllenSamuelsDCJ.com or come in and see our huge selection of brand-new cars and trucks. Come by. Let's be friends. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor make a house call. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. 
DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. NBA play in games last night saw Brooklyn beat Cleveland 115 to 108 and Minnesota beat the LA Clippers 109 to 104. Tonight it's Charlotte at Atlanta tip at 6 o'clock and San Antonio at New Orleans tip at 8.30. Rangers lost again to the Rockies 4 to 1. Rangers have the day off as the Angels come to town tomorrow night. Raider baseball lost five in a row getting beat by number 19 Texas State 11 to 4 last night have a series starting with Kansas on Thursday at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball canceled last night's game due to weather. They have Sam Houston coming to town Friday and Saturday. Dallas Stars beat the Lightning 1-0 last night. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Morris starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It's Matt Mosley, and the man who is in charge of Campus Confidential is standing by, Aaron Sexton. And uh, we've, got, uh, we've got some very interesting things planned for you today. Uh, and, uh, in fact, uh, we're going to hear from Mac Rhodes today. Talk to uh, Tom Barfield. Unfortunately, Friday, we got knocked off the air because of Baylor baseball. We can't let that happen anymore. No, I'm just kidding. We love Baylor baseball. Coach Rodriguez, come on, guys. Rally. Let's beat Kansas this weekend. Uh, Actually, those games start tomorrow. And then, of course, we'll be off the air early on Good Friday because of Baylor baseball. We're going to let you hear. This is a little bit of a change, Aaron. um, But we'll do that at 520 today. And uh, Mac Rhodes, because I got some stuff I want to talk about at five o'clock. Aaron, before I turn it over to you, I, did you see this? And I know we're about to talk about college football and basketball. Did you happen to see earlier today? Clayton Kershaw had a perfect game through seven. I meant to ask Nadell about this. Just eighty pitches, perfect game through seven innings. I mean, you're thinking Clayton Kershaw, Dodgers, gorgeous day. Let's go, let's go, let's let's see if he can do a get a perfect game. And they took him out. Yeah. They took him off the <laughs> I mound. did see that. I was – I don't think I've used this word in probably a decade, but it fits. I was incredulous. I, I couldn't oh, believe it. Man. A perfect game. There's oh. been, what, 21 in Major League history? He needed six outs, and they took him out. Just – Yeah. Man, I, I don't I know. I mean, the crowning – you know, just it would be just on, on a – on really the best – pitcher of his generation one of the best pitchers all time to have a perfect game oh my gosh I I don't know the thing I I need to go back and watch because I wasn't watching this live is to see what his reaction was if he kind of was understanding or how he reacted to being taken out of that game I assume they just didn't send him back out there and I'd love to see the manager come up to him or what his uh, what his reaction was I mean they're looking out for him but at the same time, it's just from a from a, a viewer standpoint, people like us who've loved the game forever, that is hard to stomach. It really is. All right, Aaron, Campus Confidential is not hard to stomach. What do you have for us today? Probably the biggest name left in the transfer portal football-wise committed today, former Georgia and USC quarterback JT Daniels announced today he's transferring 
to West Virginia. Daniels, 6'3", 210-pound quarterback, went 7-0 over the past two seasons at Georgia. Before that, he was at USC. He chose West Virginia over Michigan and Oregon State. He took recruiting visits to all three in recent weeks. The move to Morgantown reunites him with Graham Harrell, another important factor in his decision. Harrell is the new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at West Virginia, and he was at USC when Daniels was there in 2019. So West Virginia has themselves a quarterback. They had, uh, well, they had actually no experience in the quarterback room before today's announcement. Um, The uh, quarterbacks on hand hadn't started any game, so... A big pickup for West Virginia football. You know, I when a guy's on his third school, I normally am am, am a little bit dismissive of that. I, I don't know. He may be fine. Obviously, at one point, he was a highly decorated recruit. It's it's hard to say exactly why it didn't work out some of these places because it seemed like even though Georgia just won a national title, that they were never totally in love with Stetson Bennett and and. You know, some of the different quarterbacks they've had in the past. Uh, a couple of years before that, the guy in the NFL now that played against Baylor in the Sugar Bowl, his name escapes me. I mean, you know, they it's not like they just thought these guys were world beaters and he hadn't been able to fully take over. I think he did start for a while, as you pointed out, at USC. The one thing I'll give West Virginia, and that's a team that's just honestly that program has not been very good recently uh, since Dana left. They did get the kid a few years ago from Florida, and they integrated him in really good fashion. You know who I'm talking about, Aaron? He was the uh, he was the guy that ran into some kind of issues. I don't know if he got suspended or something at Florida over something weird. I forget what the suspension was for, but he actually went to West Virginia, played really well, and then um, has been able to to stay in the NFL for a couple, two or three years now. So there is some history with taking quarterbacks who are a little bit down on their luck, but at one point had, you know, um, had great uh, had had great pedigree. So we'll see how they do. But uh, I don't exactly think that is the greatest program going right now. We'll see. I mean, they just made a great hire in their women's basketball program. I'll say that. Well, and and you know, you're 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 right in pointing out that. Usually people on their third school don't work out. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow was pro- obviously the example of uh, when one time it did work out, but, you know, there are dozens of examples where it didn't. The main problem with Daniels for him has been injuries. He blew out his knee as a sophomore at USC. And then at Georgia, when he had the starting job, he had uh, oblique and and uh, Latin muscle-ish injuries that uh, – Kept him out, and he ended up losing his starting job. North Carolina Tar Heels' Armando Baycott is returning for his senior season. The star big man announced today that he will be coming back to North Carolina, which would automatically put him in the preseason discussion for the Wooden Awards. He said his Carolina story isn't finished yet. Baycott, a 6'10 senior center from Richmond, Virginia, is coming off a dominant junior season in which he helped lead North Carolina to the national championship game and averaged 16.1 points and ranked third in the country, averaging 13.1 rebounds per game. So that's pretty big for North Carolina to have Baycott coming back. Yeah, 
I mean, he he got tied up a lot with Sohan. I wish Sohan would announce. <laughs> Coming back to Baylor. Coming on back. Can Manic come back for like a 10th year? Does he have a 10th year of college eligibility? <laughs> I mean, these guys that he's transfer. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, uh, it's amazing. Boy, Baycott is. I, I think that's smart, though, of guys like Baycott who probably might make the end of an NBA roster but can be a great player. I mean, he, you know, much like Shibway, I don't think Shibway from Kentucky <clears throat> is, I mean, he'll be okay. I don't think he's going to be a great NBA player. I think he's a tremendous, he was the best college player in America. And Baycott has that kind of potential. Baycott has no outside shot, doesn't have great touch, but is a rebounding uh, um, just a, a savant. Machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think it's a really smart move by uh, by uh, um, by by Baycott to, to do this. I, I I have to say I think he's doing the right thing. We've heard Alabama head coach Nick Saban talk about how much he dislikes the transfer portal. Apparently, that's only when he can't. <laughs> That, that's only when he can't get the best player off of another SEC teams, which he's done again today. Alabama got a commitment from Vanderbilt offensive lineman Tyler Steen today. Um, that was after former LSU All-American defensive back Eli Ricks, Georgia Tech running back Jamar Gibbs, and, former, and Georgia's leading receiver last year, Jermaine Burton, had transferred to Alabama through the transfer portal. So we've heard... Much gnashing of teeth from Coach Saban about the transfer portal, but uh, when he does use it, he tends to uh, get the best player from whatever school um, he's getting a transfer from. I that that must be a the Vanderbilt kid must be a grad transfer. Otherwise, there's a SEC has a rule where the schools have to release them for them to be allowed. Now, again, I think they have the choice to do that, and maybe Vandy decided to do right by this kid and let him go. I'd say Baylor, in getting uh, Grant Miller out of uh, Vandy, found uh, a really, really fine player. And uh, the Bears have used the uh, transfer portal. Um, I would say about like, I mean, the great thing is, I'm not saying Baylor's Alabama, not saying Baylor's Clemson, but I do think like some of those schools, the Bears have been pretty picky. And I, I think when you see a school bring in seven or eight, I think that's a little bit of an issue. I think you've got to worry a little bit about what's going on in that school's program. When you see a team bring in two, three, four guys, or, or you know, like Baylor brought in the linebacker who will probably start. Um, and, you know, I, I would have loved for them to have added a wide receiver. And maybe even a running back, but I, I do. I kind of like how they've used it for big time line uh, play on both sides. You know, certainly offensive line. Those guys who came in last season did a great job, and then uh, Jackson Player coming in out of Midway. Um, I find again that interview we had with uh, Jackson. I think that was Tom out there uh, gathering that, and we appreciate Tom Barfield doing that. I think. Uh, I, I, that was really interesting to me because he's a great young player, but he he admitted that he did the, made the move to help him with the NFL, but he also admitted, and I like it when folks admit things like this, that it's been a tough, early on it was a really tough transition. 
and for whatever reason, he's not maybe getting to play as much at where he wanted to play when he transferred to Baylor. Now, I think Jackson is going to be a team player, no pun intended. But I think um, I, I liked – that was a real short little interview we had with him, Aaron, but I, I, I kind of found myself really enjoying um, what he had to say. And, and I, thought, I thought he was very candid and upfront with some things. And, uh, of course, if you do that at the University of Texas, they won't let you talk to the media anymore. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> That kid, that guy Morrow, has got me so fired up. I mean, like, I, I listen to that guy, and I'm like, man, that's who I want representing my school. Like, if that guy was at Baylor, and, and fortunately we don't have a sixth street, and players don't seem to be distracted by alcohol and women like he's saying the Texas players are. I mean, I'm not saying there is not alcohol and women in Central Texas. I've heard tell that it's out there. But I, I, I thought that kid sounded awesome. And, 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 I mean, that's what Texas needs, and Sark basically silences the kid. Wrong forum. Bad, bad. Moro, Moro <laughs> Jomo, we're never going to let him speak again. He went outside no, the family. Yeah, no, Sark. That's exactly who should be speaking. Aaron, do you have another one? I mean, I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush here. Do you have another one? We're pretty we're pretty close to the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead. And oh, Aaron, don't do you it. ever worry about the top of the hour. Um, okay, Mac Rhodes coming up at 520. All right, that's going to be good. I'm uh, excited about, uh, about hearing from, uh, from Mac. And then, uh, and then, of course, the dismount after that. Mac and, and uh, Tom Barfield got together and uh, had a good visit this morning on a lot of different topics. And I'm anxious to hear, and I know Tom asked him about Baylor baseball, which is struggling right now. Anxious to hear what Mac has to say about that but next Aaron you're gonna love this I've got some NBA thoughts for you I've been talking to all my doctor buddies like Dr. Lance Ellis and and we're digging in on this thing and uh as uh, the the Mavs get ready to start and then last night one of the funniest I'm Aaron I'm so mad at myself I meant to tell you to grab the audio of uh Chuck uh Charles Barkley and the guys last night I had to laugh it was so funny we'll talk some NBA We'll do it next. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Brian Reese, General Manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco again, inviting everyone to come see us. Spring is here, and it's time to get your knees in the breeze. All new 2021 bikes are on sale. We have 2022 models arriving daily with over 150 bikes to choose from and a huge selection of certified pre-owned Harleys as well. Harley-Davidson of Waco, located off of I-35 South and New Road, Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com 
At Knife River, we take care of our people. Looking for employment or a career change? Knife River is looking for experienced concrete finishers and form setters. We're also hiring all CDL Class A and B positions and offer training. Good pay, good benefits, good people. Call Knife River today at 254-761-2600 or apply online at kniferiver.com. Knife River is an equal opportunity affirmative action employer. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? And uh, so so great to be with you we're gonna we're gonna hear from mac Rhodes coming up here at around 520 okay 525 and uh, mac uh, uh had a visit with tom barfield earlier today and you know talked about his extension and things like that but some interesting talk coming up about uh old baylor baseball and, and they hit on several topics i think that you'll find interesting and all the events coming up, Baylor Spring Game. A reminder, come out and hang out. Tom and I are going to be doing a little pregame show for about an hour before the uh, noon kickoff of the Spring Game. And that's going to be at 11 a.m. We'll do that show. Okay, Aaron, I, I, I'm sure you'll be involved with that as well. And then before that, there's a really cool thing that the Office of Baylor Alumni is doing, 9 to 11 a cookout, uh, a cook-off, let's call it. And it's brisket, a kind of a competition, and I think you would really enjoy being a part of that as the week unfolds or we get closer next week. I'll give you all the information how to sign up. I'm going to be a judge. And so at uh, I'll be up there. I'll be tasting all this barbecue. And then next week, I think Big Cat's going to come on with us. That's Robin, Big Cat Jones. And um, that is uh, – and, and, Aaron, speaking of Big Cat, uh, we lost a great one. I haven't even mentioned it yet. Uh, he was someone I covered and got to know really well, uh, a pro football Hall of Famer. Rayfield Wright, Big Cat, they called him. And uh, uh, what Gil Brandt found him, I believe it was – ooh, I've been back to the university he went to in the South. But, anyway, it was uh, – 
it was one of the predominantly uh, black colleges, and he was a basketball player uh, who also played football, and he went on to become one of the greatest um, uh, offensive tackles in, in Cowboys history and uh, took care of, of uh, Roger Stallback and before him, uh, I think he would have been coming into the league right as Don Meredith was going out, but Rayfield was a force of nature and died at age 76, had a severe uh, seizure, and he's had seizures in the past, but this was awful and uh, just did not uh, make it back from this one. And so we'll honor his life, and I'll be out at his funeral on Friday out in Willow Park, Texas, and that is Rayfield Big Cat Wright, and uh, just got me thinking about Rayfield there, and just a uh, tremendous, tremendous player. I think any of our audience that's like 50 or 60 and older uh, just has incredibly fond memories of Rayfield Wright, and he was a he was a force of nature as both a personality and a guy. And uh, Aaron, I went back on for a story we did when he went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I got to go back to his uh, hometown of Griffin, Georgia, and I flew home with him. I was at the Dallas Morning News at the time and wrote a big story about it. We got a bunch of great photographs, and it just uh, it, it's just always interesting to go home with somebody and find out where they came from and the same house where his mom has lived forever and uh, got to eat with the family and just hang out, spend time, and, and saw where he used to play. Uh, an amazing, amazing guy. In fact, I was with him the morning of – uh, I did. A, I got to do a front row story of when he was going to find out if he was in the Hall of Fame or not. On that uh, Saturday of Hall of Fame voting, they, uh, you know, they vote. I guess it was the night before. Anyway, the, I think it was Saturday before the Super Bowl in Detroit, and so I got to spend uh, some time with uh, with Rayfield that day, and uh, uh, it was uh, they let him up into like an NFL.com or where they were into kind of a little suite. To, to, to wait, and I remember Gil Brandt being there, and Gil Brandt was a big part of why he came to the Cowboys, and that was uh, that was amazing to watch and have a front row seat to that. And uh, uh, Rayfield Wright, uh, sadly, has left us at age 76. Now, uh, Mac Rhodes coming up. Uh, a couple of tidbits before we have Mac on at 520 today. Uh, I hope folks are not uh, – I, I, I get it, man. We, this is uh, Baylor's had great baseball program in the past. Uh, I believe they will in the future. I think they've got some great players. I think they got the right coach. And so, is Steve Rodriguez and the Baylor team struggling right now? You bet they are. They went to San Marcos last night, number nineteen team in the country, and and Texas State. Even though Baylor got off to a two zero lead, came back and whomped them with a ten three. The previous Tuesday, they got beat by Dallas Baptist. Dallas Baptist, another team that's now number 16 in the country. These are good teams they're playing, but, you know, there's no reason in the world they should be 2-7 and seven in conference. Part of that is they've had some major meltdowns in the bullpen. They're trying to solve some of that, but they're having trouble getting that, you know, kind of connecting, uh, even getting to the time when they can close out these games, and um, they're, they're – They've hit the ball really well at times this season. Obviously, not really last night. I mean, I think they hit some solid balls, but they just didn't uh, didn't really break through and get a bunch of runs. So, this team, I bet if you looked at run differential, run scored, all of those stats, they're up there. I mean, it's not like if you compared their stats to a lot of these other Big Twelve teams, they would be 
way far behind or anything. But you can't you can't go out to Morgantown and get swept. And Steve Rodriguez would be the first person to say that. Um, now, does it happen? Sure, it happens. Do I think they can climb out of this? Yeah. Is it going to be incredibly hard? For sure, because you got you still got to play Tech. Um, you still got, you still have to play Oklahoma State. You still got to play Texas. They already played against TCU and Oklahoma. Um, it, this is a this is just an extremely difficult conference to try to dig your way out of. I think they have the parts. I think they even have the arms, but they've got to get it figured out and got to get in a bit of a rhythm. And uh, Tom, who's a big baseball guy himself, longtime umpire, uh, will talk to Mac about that and we'll play the interview for you coming up a little after 520, about 523, 524. You can hear that particular interview. Um, the other things going on, and Aaron, I wanted to bring you in on this. This um, Luka Doncic, this is the, the calf strain heard around the world. The Mavericks are going to try to not share that much information. Not only do they want to kind of protect Luka, they want to protect, they don't want the other team to kind of know. There's already been people that have suggested maybe resting him in the first couple of games. I don't know how you do that. I mean, if he can play, he can play. If he can't, he can't. I mean, would you, if you could hang on and split in the first two games of this series against Utah, would it be good to rest him? Yeah. But you don't know if you're going to be able to split without him. The other team has had all sorts of meltdowns and lost leads, and, and there's, there's dissension among the ranks, but they do have Donovan Mitchell. They do have Rudy Gobert. They have Jordan Clarkson. They've got guys that can fill it up. Uh, Monte Morris used to be in the um, – now Monte plays for Denver. What am I talking about? They, they, but they, they've, got, they've got really uh, – they've got an interesting team. And it, it, Mike Conley is their point guard. He's an aging point guard, has not had a great season. They've missed Joe Ingles. Uh, Aaron, do you see any scenario where perhaps the Mavericks could rest – get two more games of rest with Luka, or is that too big of a risk that you might lose those two games? I, I think you would see – you may see him not play Saturday, and if they lose, I don't think there's much of a chance that he wouldn't play in the second game. I don't think they're going to take the chance on going down 2-0. If they, if they could somehow win that first game, then I think, yeah, they would, they would probably rest him a few more days and, and definitely rest him in the second game. Um, I think it all depends on what happens Saturday afternoon. I don't think he'll play, and they're going to see what happens. That's a really interesting thought. Let's do the math. This happened on – the game is going to be at noon on Saturday. Now, the whole schedule's been laid out now, and people thought, well, maybe they'll, because of Lucas' star power, they'll kind of stretch this thing out. Well, no, they're going to play Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Okay, Sunday, excuse me, Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Thursday. All right, that's how, the, that's how it opens. And so there'll be a few days to recover. Of course, if you could somehow not play them in those first two games, you, you're saying, and I think that's fair, to take a wait-and-see approach, can you still a game, can you still game one without Luka? 
Now, Luka's going to try like crazy to get out there and play. But I, I do think Luka's a quick healer. If you say, well, Mosley, how do you know? Well, I first of all, the guy seems to get banged up and hurt all the time. But he doesn't miss a lot of games. I mean, it's not like we're talking about Porzingis, who has a you know a nail file or is you know has some <laughs> breaks a nail and is out for two months. He's not wired that way. So I think there's a chance. And again, what we don't know is this grade one, is it grade two, is it a grade three strain? In grade one, and boy, Doctor Ellis is out there. My old buddy Doctor Haynes, they're all listening. What's Mosley going to say? Does he know any what he's talking about? Well, the only reason I know is because I've been listening to all these doctors talk, and. The, the, the grade one is, is kind of that minor, slight, what you would call a microscopic strain. Now, could you re-injure it if it's not fully healed? I believe the answer is overwhelmingly yes. And, of course, the problem is, and I wish I had asked Lance about this the other day. Let's call him Dr. Ellis, even though he's my old college buddy, Dr. Ellis. Um, one thing I meant to ask him was, what are the treatments for this? How do you get Luca where he needs to be, um, and what can you do with the treatments? And the truth is, as great as the technology is for knee injuries and all these other things, for for these slight tears, or if you want to call them a strain, a calf strain, there's only so much. There's manipulation of it, constant uh, massage, uh, stem-type therapy, where you kind of put some wires on it and, and almost shock it a little bit stem treatments are just kind of to uh i've had to do that with my neck it just kind of um uh is you know it's not really shocking there's just it just kind of sends some little waves of course in there there's also what to used to do the uh terrell owens the hyperbaric chamber you can you know use kind of like a hyperbaric type thing and then the other thing is compression you you can uh you could put some kind of compression deal on and and that can help Aaron do you I mean should I have gone to medical school rather than law school do you think after hearing all that I think you were correct to pick a career as a journalist (laughs) (laughs) stop it stop it these are good this is good sound medical advice in fact text in with all your medical questions okay and I'll be answering some of those 254-662-1660 CNC collision text line all right let's do this let's Let's uh, hear from Mac Rhodes, and um, it, this is going to be Mac Rhodes and Tom Barfield. He does seven to nine. He is the program director. He is our boss at ESPN Central Texas. I want everybody to get to hear this, though, in case you missed it early this morning. If you're like me, you don't like to get started too early, okay? And I never, I never like to peak too early in the morning. Um, I want to let you hear this. We'll do it next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we've got baseball, softball, golf, and football news, plus our Baylor Coaches Show comes up tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? 
We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris. Join us tonight at 6 p.m. and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. That's tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's in Waco and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. That is tonight for our Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's. Come join us and hear from Baylor women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. That's tonight beginning at 6 live from Rudy's in Waco. Coach Goble and 17th-ranked Baylor women's golf coming off an impressive win in the Bruzzy Challenge in Fort Worth, which wrapped up yesterday. Baylor topped an impressive field to win by 12 strokes. Again, we'll talk about it with Jay Goble on the Baylor Coaches Show coming up tonight. Last night, Baylor softball had their game with Texas State postponed due to weather. Baseball dropped an 11-4 decision on the road at Texas State. And Baylor football continues their spring drills now 10 days away from the green and gold spring game, April 23rd at McLean Stadium. Here is Dallas Baker, the new receivers coach for the Bears, talking about the youth in the receivers position this spring. It matters if they're young or, or, or older room. Again, it goes back to trust. If guys could trust you, then you have them. But if they don't trust you and you have an older room, that's usually what happens. Like, oh, man, this guy don't know what he's talking about. Same thing can happen with a young room. You know, so trust and relationship, that's the, 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 the biggest thing. So it doesn't matter if the room is young or old. It's just building that relationship. That is Coach Dallas Baker, new to the Baylor staff this year. After one year on the staff at Buffalo, he's the receivers coach for the Bears. Again, the spring green and gold finale comes up April 23rd at noon at McLean Stadium. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Rudy's and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and cool conditions. Low temperatures will fall to 45 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. Should be a beautiful day, not too windy. A high of 81 and partly cloudy on Friday. It's going to be more humid and a little bit warmer with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Yeah, we were uh, hoping to get Bob Bowles beyond with us yesterday. Hoping to get him on today. Any I don't excuse? Think it's happen. Any excuse not to come on? To skip us? To <laughs> yeah. avoid us? Yeah. He's going to pretty great something extremes, minor like right? not being Big Twelve Commissioner anymore, and he decides he doesn't want to do the program. You Bob think it went so far as him to say, "I'm not doing that interview. How can I get out of it? I know. I'll resign my job." <laughs> John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. NBA play in games last night saw Brooklyn beat Cleveland 115 to 108 and Minnesota beat the LA Clippers 109 to 104. Tonight it's Charlotte at Atlanta tip at 6 o'clock and San Antonio at New Orleans tip at 8.30. Rangers lost again to the Rockies 4 to 1. Rangers have the day off as the Angels come to town tomorrow night. Raider baseball lost five in a row getting beat by number 19 Texas State 11 to 4 last night. Have a series starting with Kansas on Thursday at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball canceled last night's game due to weather. They have Sam Houston coming to town Friday and Saturday. Dallas Stars beat the Lightning one to nothing last night. Better coaches show tonight with John Morris starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. What is uh, Matt Mosley's show? ESPN Central Texas. Been fun today. Eric Nadell, voice of the Rangers, with us, trying to figure out what a bona, fly, bona fide slide is. The slide interference rule that is in effect, and how will it be? Um, how will it be administered? And we saw the other day by the letter of the law. We'll see if that continues. It looked like a very normal baseball play that we've seen for generations, but now that's not good enough because what we really need in baseball is more replay more discussions, and for a game to end on an overturned call of what looked like a normal slide to pretty much everybody on both teams. But the coach took advantage of a rule, and I don't blame him. I say the, uh, the coach, the manager of the Colorado Rockies. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, and um, always fun to catch up with Mac Rhodes and Tom Barfield. Uh, 7 to 9, has a show called Game Time. Ward White's is on there. Garrett Ross, Wake Up With Tom and that gang, 7 to 9 every day. He had a visit with Mac Rhodes, and I've been very interested in what Mac uh, was going to say, not only about uh, uh, Baylor baseball right now, they're going through some struggles, but I think they're going to be fine. Uh, also, um, his new contract, lots of different areas uh, to uh, – to talk to Mac Rhodes about. Let's let you listen. Here's Tom Barfield and Mac Rhodes uh, on uh, on the Matt Mosley Show. Athletic director for Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. Mac, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for thank you for having me. Let's 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 go back. Uh, I don't know, ten days or so uh, when the university announced a uh, a new ten year deal. For, for you. First of all, congratulations uh, here at the flagship. We're, we're totally excited about it. Uh, we, we know why Baylor wants Mac Rhodes. I mean, it's clear. Why was it good for Mac Rhodes and Mac's family? Uh, that's a, I appreciate that, that, that question. Um, you know, I, I, I think that um, for, for so many different reasons that I don't know that, you know, anyone, you know, is, is, is more important than the other, but it's a, it's a collection of things. It's, you know, I really, really believe in in Baylor institution, uh, the, the institution, and and what it stands for. It's it's Christian values, and and um, that certainly aligns well with with uh, with with me and and certainly my family. Really believe in the leadership of, of Baylor. Uh, President Limestone um, is is terrific. She's the the best of the best, and. Our board of regents um, have been just phenomenal to, to, to work with. Our coaches um, and our staff, uh, Tom, I, I really believe this, and I know it sounds like maybe I'm exaggerating, but I don't, I don't think there's a better collection group of, of coaches and staff in the, the, the entire country. Our uh, 500 and, and our, uh, our, our, uh, our student-athletes, Five hundred plus student athletes. Um, again, the best of the best. Um, we love Waco. It's a it's a great community. You know, we've been here now five and a half years, and Amy and and, and our daughters and and, uh, and our son in laws um, absolutely love the community. And, and so there's there's so many different reasons. And I think you know Baylor Baylor athletics has has the opportunity to uh, 
to continue to thrive. I, I continue to say that our best days are, are still ahead of us, and, and I mean that. I think, you know, all of this stuff that's going on right now, name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal, um, you know, the transformation committee, all those changes, although um, it, it seems and, and feels difficult, and it seems and feels like, you know, the more money you, you have, the the, the, the greater advantage that, that you're going to be at. Um, I still, I still think there's a place and there, there's a way for us to, to shine and, and continue to be competitive at, at the highest level. So those are, those are just the, the reasons. Um, but uh, bottom line, Baylor, Baylor is a special, uh, special institution. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get it out there and, and ask the question with, with Bob Bowlesby stepping down as the commissioner of the big 12 and so many questions uh, you mentioned uh, some of them just a few minutes ago. Did that intrigue you at all? Did, did that did that pique your interest at all? The the commissioner's position. Yeah, I, I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be really transparent, but yeah, certainly it did. I, I think that um, you know you you think about your career and uh, and making it an impact and um, trying the best best as you can to make an impact on on people and and the organization. And you know I've I've never been any any place you know, really longer than, than five years, five and a half years. And so you, you begin to contemplate, you know, um, have I, have I done all, all I can at a, at a particular place? Um, you know, that, uh, you know, the, the commissioner jobs, especially the, the power five commissioner jobs, right. There's only, there's only five of them. And, and, um, you know, they, they don't open up very, very often. And so, you know, absolutely. I went through that, that process in, in my head, Amy and I, Amy and I did. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, it, it comes down to, man, what do you, what do you love most about what, what you do? And, um, you know, two of the things that I love most are, are impacting, you know, student, student athletes. I really believe that um, I've been called to, to, to do that. And, and the other thing, just the relationships with your, with your head coaches, your relationships with your, your people. Um, and I think, you know, in, in the commissioner role, although it, it's, it's got some, some great, great opportunity. I just, I feel like you're, you're one step further removed from, from those things. And, um, you know, somebody said to me after we, after men, the men lost to North Carolina after coming back from 25, um, I don't, I don't take losing very, very well. And that was, that was heartbreaking. Um, it was heartbreaking for our kids and for, staff and everything and somebody said to me well if if you were a commissioner you wouldn't you wouldn't feel so bad and I said that's that's exactly right and that's that's why I love doing doing what I what I do it's the it's the passion that that you have for for the one institution that you you put everything into and so um those are all the thoughts running through running through my my head as as uh you know as recent as as two to three weeks ago Back to Mission at Baylor, preparing champions for life. In, in your short tenure here at Baylor, relatively short, you, you can look over at a trophy case and see six national championships. And some athletic directors go through their entire career and never collect one of those. How proud does that make you of your coaches to be able to look over at that trophy case and see that kind of hardware? Yeah, it it, it, it makes me really proud. Um, you know, I, I just mentioned we we've got the best of the best one when, when we think about our our coaches and and certainly you know it it speaks for it for itself when you when you think about the the trophy case but it's it's all of the other things and it's the way that they've bought into uh, preparing champions for life and 
and really making sure that when our student athletes leave here, they are, they are prepared for life. And, and so you've, you've got the, the athletic success, but you've got stuff like, you know, this, this past fall semester, first time ever, um, every one of our, our sport programs was over a, a 3.0 GPA and, and all time high GPAs for football and women's basketball, and men's basketball. And, and so that's just a, a small glimpse of just the, the, the unbelievable things that our, that our coaches are doing, that our, that our student athletes are doing. And, and again, it's, it's why I think Baylor is such a, such a special place. Mac, speaking of those GPAs, how does that correlate and go hand-to-hand with the new uh, academic reward plan that y'all have in place for the student-athletes? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, great question. And, and so, you know, as, as, as you know, the, the Austin versus, versus NTA, um, the, the outcome is we're, we're, we're able to provide a, an academic award to our student-athletes of $5,980 annually. And so we, we set up a system criteria, um, you know, certain ac- academic requirements that, that, that student athletes have to, have to meet. And, you know, we'll, we'll take that, that amount and, and divide it by two and, and issue, you know, a, a check after the fall semester um, if, if they meet the, the criteria and then do it once again in the summer for the, for the spring semester. And so we're, we're excited to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think our, our student athletes um, are excited about it as, as, as well. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I, I appreciate that, that we here at Baylor have the ability to, to do that. Um, you know, I mentioned yesterday to somebody, it's, it's about a $2.1 million per year in investment. And, again, happy to, happy to do it. Um, but but now you know just trying to navigate all all of the other things that are that are happening uh, as well. You mentioned um, the transfer portal and, and NIL. In your opinion, is it working the way it was designed? And if it's not, can it be fixed at this point? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that it was work. It's working as it as it as it was designed. Right. You know, name name, image, and likeness was was the opportunity to provide you know, compensation to, to student athletes for their, their name, image, and likeness. And, and what's happening now is, is you're promising monies for, you're giving, giving monies to student athletes that, that really, I, I'm not sure, you know, have that value in, in, terms, of, in terms of name, image, and likeness. And yet, you know, not at, not at that particular time. Now, they, they may get there, um, but we also know stories, you know, that are real that this past year and, and, and they haven't, haven't gotten there. And, and the amount of pressure that, that you're, you're putting on a, a, a student athlete. And so, you know, the, the, uh, the cross, you know, the crossroad, the, 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 uh, the, the intersection of, of the transfer portal and name image likeness is, has caused really, you know, the, the reality for, for institutions to, to really, you know, buy rosters, and um, and and that's exactly what's what's happening. Um, you know, uh, I I I don't know if if student athletes are are really performing what they need to perform in order to to, to earn the monies. And so, can it can it be fixed? Uh, I do. I, I think it can be can be tweaked. Some of it, I think, Tom, will happen on its own. I think the market will correct itself. I think you'll see maybe business companies be more cautious about, about providing 
monies to, to unproven, um, you know, um, commodities or, or, or student athletes, um, if, if I will. Um, I think you'll, you'll see, you know, donors begin to be a little bit more cautious. I think that's going to take a little bit, a little bit more time, but, um, I, I do think it can be tweaked and that we can, we can, you know, um, reset or, or maybe not reset, but we can, we could get to a place where it's a little bit closer aligned to what it was, what it was intended. With the new big 12 that's coming in, in in a year, maybe two, who knows exactly when this is all going to mesh together. What kind of challenges does that present to you as, as an athletic director? The, the, the challenges of the, of the new schools coming in, I, I apologize, you, you broke up a little bit. Yeah, the, the, the new schools coming in, a new look in the Big 12, what kind of challenges does that propose to you? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question, you know, um, and I don't know that I've ever maybe looked at it through, through that lens necessarily. I've, I've looked at it and certainly thought about all of the, all of the positives. But I, I think, look, anytime you bring four, four new members into, into your family, right, there's a, there's a getting adjusted to and, 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 you know, how you, how you work with, with one another. There's certainly, you know, um, cost implications when you think about travel and now we're traveling all the way to, 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 to the East coast or, you know, to, to, to Florida, to Orlando. And um, we've now, we've now extended our, our travel West to, to, to BYU. And so there's those things that, 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 you know, that you have to deal with and, and are certainly a reality to it. I think, um, you know, the, the scheduling component piece and, um, and how you do that, how we land on that for, for football, for, you know, for men's and women's basketball, for all of our sports, you know, what is, what does that look like, particularly the, the conference schedule? So those are, those are some of the challenges and, um, you know, we're in the process of, of working through, um, you know, some of those, uh, but, um, you know, again, I, I, I reflect back and, um, and I'm grateful to, to commissioner bowls because, um, reacting and, and adding those as, as quickly as we did, um, I, I thought really helped to provide some, some great momentum for the, for the big 12. And I think, you know, those, those were the, the, the very four best schools that, that you could add. And, and I think, you know, all of us could have, could have made the argument that they were performing long before they, they've joined the, 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 uh, the, the big 12, they've, they've been performing at a, at a power five, power five level. And so excited for them to, to, to join and, uh, you know, still working through it, but, but hopefully all four join in, in July of 2023. Mac, we've talked a lot about some of the, the new elements and transitions in sports. Another one on the horizon is streaming, the emergence of streaming and how it's coming to the forefront. Do you, can you see a point within maybe the next decade or so where, Schools like Baylor and, and across the nation in general will make the full transition to strictly streaming instead of traditional aspects. Yeah, that's a great. It's a it's a fascinating question, and uh, I, I think you know first and foremost, I, I think there's always going to be a place for for linear television, and so the the actual you turn to a station on on Directv or or Grande Communications, right and and you're going to have a, a dedicated channel, and so I, I think that will that will always uh, be be present. And and that's where you know when you think about the, the TV contract and the and the money, all of it 
majority of it is 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 tied to to, to linear linear television. Um, and but but I do think you know the the digital space obviously is is has been gaining traction. And I think when you when you see like Amazon get into you know college sports and and potentially Apple Apple TV. Obviously, you know ESPN with ESPN Plus and, and you know in the in the Big Twelve now um, with with Amazon and, and Apple TV, you're starting to see that that digital platform monetized. Um, and in in my opinion, the first time that that it's really uh, been monetized and 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 there's this this actual money value to it. And so I think that's going to continue to grow. And so when you you think about the Big Twelve and its new TV deal post. 2025, I think it's going to be a combination um, of probably, you know, um, a couple different, you know, linear television providers, and then hopefully, you know, some, some, uh, some digital big time digital um, partnerships. um, When, when you think about, when you think about that space. Final thought for you, Mac. Uh, baseball uh, off a tough weekend in Morgantown. So uh, this weekend at home, starting Thursday night, is going to be a big weekend against KU for Steve Rodriguez. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's been a season of, of ups and downs, and you know, um, sixteen and sixteen right now, five five hundred, and and uh, you know, Coach Rodriguez is a is a terrific, um, a, a great a, a great baseball coach, and. Um, you know, I, I think the team has has just it it, it hasn't found its groove. It, it hasn't found its rhythm yet. Hopefully, you know we can we can do that this this upcoming weekend. But um, we'll we'll continue. You know that team is, as long as he's he's coaching it will continue to fight fight scratch and claw. And um, you know Steve has done a great job here as our as our baseball coach and and um, and know that the, uh, the the baseball program will will. Uh, It'll find its rhythm, and uh, it, it will certainly be uh, be really, really good in the in the future. Hey, thanks for your time. Uh, we we really appreciate it. And again, congratulations on the extension. We're excited for you and your family, and, and the direction for Baylor athletics. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys having me on, and and uh, thank you all. Thank you for uh, for all you do for for Baylor athletics. That was Baylor director of athletics, Mac Rhodes, on game time with Tom. And Ward this morning. Coming up next, it's the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris. Join us tonight at 6 p.m. and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. That's tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's in Waco and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. 
City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You know what would be weird? You go over to your buddy's house and he invites you into his bedroom and says, Hey, have you seen my bed? And then he proceeds to take all the covers off his bed, looks at you with no shame and asks you, Do you like what you see? Um, awkward. It's the same thing with your truck. A bare bed is an awkward form of truck nudity and it should be stopped. Now, our lawmakers aren't going to do anything about it, so Pickup Outfitters has decided to take the initiative. In the month of April, all solid bed covers are $200. $50 off when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. You heard right. $250 off all solid bed covers in April. Folding, rolling, retractable, lid style, all $250 off. It's in celebration of our 25th anniversary, but it's also to help you from being that weird guy who wants to show everyone his bed. $250 off solid bed covers in April when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Here Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. 
NBA play-in games last night saw Brooklyn beat Cleveland 115-108 and Minnesota beat the LA Clippers 109-104. Tonight, it's Charlotte at Atlanta tip at 6 o'clock and San Antonio at New Orleans tip at 8.30. Rangers lost again to the Rockies 4-1. Rangers have the day off as the Angels come to town tomorrow night. Raider baseball lost five in a row, getting beat by number 19 Texas State 11-4 last night. Have a series starting with Kansas on Thursday at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball canceled last night's game due to weather. They have Sam Houston coming to town Friday and Saturday. Dallas Stars beat the Lightning 1-0 last night. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Morris starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. What well, is a dismount time as we say good night to you? And I'm making my way around town here, and uh, so it may sound just a tad bit different. But uh, Aaron and I are saying our goodbyes as we get you ready for. Uh, we got a big baseball series that starts tomorrow, and then that'll go into Good Friday. And I believe we have a regular game time start tomorrow night, and a uh, on Good Friday. I believe that game is slated to start at 5 o'clock. That'll be a 4.45 start on the pregame show. And I uh, listening to Mac there, Aaron, it, it certainly seemed like um, that, you know, he's, he, he's very supportive, which you would expect him to be, of Steve and what they're doing, and they're going to claw and scratch and find their way back. So uh, I think they'll be okay. It's just a rough start, and uh, I'm really hoping they can uh, – they can get things going here and uh, also by the way i've been in touch with uh baylor women's basketball um especially in the in the uh, aftermath of the big wnba three draft picks uh, nikki collin will be joining us soon and we'll get that set up and we'll have her but uh it is uh, uh lots going on in baylor land as we get ready for uh and to have a, uh, <clears throat> a happy easter everybody's going to gather around together um I would say the other night, last night, was one of the funniest TNT things I've seen, Aaron, in the sense that uh, Charles Barkley and and Shaq and those guys, when when the Timberwolves beat the Clippers, the way they reacted, it was like uh, college basketball. And they jumped up, and I know people are saying, why can't they be happy? Why are they? Well, whatever, they can. That's fine. But it was hilarious. I've never seen an NBA team that was playing in the play-in tournament go so crazy for winning an NBA, for winning a game. And now, of course, it'll be the seven seed versus the two seed, Memphis versus uh, Timberwolves. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was horrible, 30 seconds. by the way, in that game. And uh, that's... Uh, that's a rough. That was just a funny thing, but uh, they started playing Aaron, the the TNT guys. One shining moment <laughs> at the end of that. I thought it was just perfect. Uh, and uh, we got another uh, play-in game tonight. We'll keep our eye on that. Again, the Mavericks start up on Saturday. Everybody have a great evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow at four o'clock sharp. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's Deborah Jack of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. 
Coming up, another Hall of Fame coach, certifiably Hall of Fame from the Big 12 Conference. Give you details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Baylor, Scott and White, Hillcrest Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our physicians specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of all sports-related injuries. Located at the Ted and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedic Center on the Baylor, Scott and White, Hillcrest campus. This state-of-the-art facility includes advanced MRI imaging, outpatient orthopedic surgery center, and a sports therapy department with indoor and outdoor physical therapy spaces. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back. Back in the game. Want the latest in Nike Baylor gear? It's available at the Baylor Bookstore on 5th Street in the heart of the Baylor campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at Brunerado.com. Your family since 1928. Now let's see what's making news in the Big 12 Conference. Here again is the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. The announcement officially came over Final Four weekend in New Orleans. Current West Virginia head coach and West Virginia alum Bob Huggins has been selected for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Huggins, with over 900 wins in his coaching career, has been thought to be on the Hall of Fame list for several years. Now it is official, and he visited with the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, about the honor. I know what's been talked about for years now, but still, when you finally hear it, it has got to make you tingle. I don't know if tingle is the right word, but I mean, it's... It's pleasant, I can tell you that. I mean, it's for all those years, you know, but you you keep hearing it. You keep hearing, oh, they got to put you in this time. They got to put you in this time. And and so you just, after a while, you kind of become numb to it and you don't really pay attention whether uh, that's the year or not the year until they actually call you and they call you on the phone and say, congratulations, you're a member of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay, so you put the phone down. And then when you put the phone down, at some point, it has to hit you. What does it mean to you? Well, it means a lot. I mean, I put the phone down. I don't want to throw it up in the air because if it did hit me, it would have came down and hit me in the head or something. Probably my luck. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's when you stop and think about the people that are in that Hall of Fame. And, and what I, I really like to think about is, you know, you go in the Coliseum and we've done a uh, – finally, we've done a job of putting – our legends up there and our Hall of Famers up there. So you've got Jerry up there, obviously. You've got Hot Rod up there. You've got Rod Thorne up there, the three guys, three of our guys who were in the National Basketball Hall of Fame. So I become the fourth guy, I guess, through the National Basketball Hall of Fame. And let's see how long it takes to put my picture up there, Tony. That is West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins alongside Tony Caridi after being selected for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.